I think we actually discussed like nothing related to the business this time. And that is, you know, that's moving forward. It's like the podcast version of the movie Hackers, but far less realistic. You're listening to Founder Quest. So we really, are we doing this uh, super quick? Do we need to like speed up our voices <laughs> artificially? The, the chipmunk episode. No, we should just, uh, we should slow them down. So it'll, we can just record a 20 minute episode and it'll take 40 right. minutes sure. to listen to. Yeah. Yeah, that's right. That's what we've been doing all along. That's our life hack is that it takes us 15 minutes to record these episodes and you listen to them in 30 minutes. Yeah. So that's the, um, so I'll just fill in our listeners. We missed our normal recording date on Friday. And so we're making it up on a Monday, which means like we're jam packed in <laughs> with a bunch of other stuff. So this may be a little shorter than usual. And I'm sorry. I know you just have to have all of us all the time and we're just giving it all we can right now. Yeah. It'll be just as off topic though. So speaking of off topic, I have, I have a public service announcement to make. As you know, I've been getting more into the electric vehicle scene, personal mobility, micro mobility, all that kind of fun stuff. And I, you know, a few months ago bought an electric scooter. It's a Mantis for those who are curious, who are in the know. And I've been really enjoying that, like riding back and forth to work and goofing off and that sort of thing. But the thing that's the public service announcement is wear a helmet. If you're going to ride one of these scooters, I just this past week saw two different people riding on scooters similar to mine, like higher powered scooters, mixing it up with traffic, like on 40 mile per hour roads and not wearing a helmet. And I just thought that is insane. Like, I, I don't know, maybe, maybe that I'm sounds cautious, a little dangerous. Like, yeah, you should definitely wear a helmet if you're going to ride an electric scooter at, you know, 30 miles an hour. Just saying. That's my PSA. I did go Those for... People- I, I went for a, my first ride on an EV bike last week and I must confess, I did not wear a helmet <gasps> and uh, I have to say it was, you know, it was kind of fun. Like, you know, a little dangerous, like, <laughs> get, get but that. there was no traffic. Like there was very little traffic. So in my defense. Okay. That, that's a plus. Do you remember what kind of bike you rode? It was like a super 73, like a, I, head I, have, I have a very bad memory for names of things and i was told but no i don't know but actually i was it was with it was the bike of mike Perham, who is a friend of the show and creator of sidekick so i'm sure he will hopefully listen to this and and let us know and then we can fill everyone in next week maybe i think he has a super 73 it's um and that's a pretty sweet little it's like the super it's like one of the fastest ones on the market he said yeah cool or something like that i'm gonna have to get down to mike's house and borrow some of his bikes and ride around it was a lot of fun. I'd never done that before. And I, I get the appeal now. Yeah. So when, when I got my scooter, Mike was like, I don't know, scooters, they're kind of, uh, I don't know exactly what he tweeted, but he's like, yeah, they're kind of sketchy because they're not very stable and stuff. And he's right. They aren't very stable compared to bikes, but it's still a lot of fun. So I just wear a full face helmet to, to counteract the wobbliness. <laughs> yeah. So- Did y'all know I have a, a, an electric bike? No. no. It's Wait, called a Peloton. I- it, it plugs into the wall. It plugs into the wall. It just doesn't so, You were so smug with that one. <laughs> it's the perfect bike for me because it doesn't move. Yeah. It's like all the, you got all the nice things about the bike, like the workout, but you don't go anywhere. You don't have to dodge any traffic. You don't have to wear a helmet. It's great. Yeah. Those sound, those do sound, uh, seriously though, those, those uh, look pretty, pretty nice. I have, yeah, I have I'm a just- low tech Peloton. It's, <laughs> 
just a trainer. I prop my bike on with your bike pedal. on it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. But I like, I don't know the, what, from what I've heard of the Peloton, that those, they've got all the bells and whistles, right? Star. Oh yeah. Yeah. I mean, really it's, it's not so much about the, the actual bike for me. It is as it is about having some like super enthusiastic person, like um, playing really good music and just being like, you've got this, you were born for greatness. And just like saying stuff like that at me while I'm like, Trying to, you know, ride now, a little bicycle. You say that, but like, you know, like I try to, you know, give that experience to Kaylin, for instance, <laughs> my wife. But, and she just like, she hates, like, she's like, get, get out of here. <laughs> I'm, I'm think, kidding. I'm joking. I think joking. it's a little I, easier. <laughs> I think it's a little easier when there's not like an actual person there. Yeah. <laughs> you know? Yeah. <laughs> I'm just, yeah. I'm just, I'm just thinking of that. It's parasocial exercise. <laughs> I'm thinking of that Saturday Night Live skit, you know, the, the motivational speaker guy who lives in a van down by the river. Oh, yeah. And I'm just, I'm just mm -hmm. thinking about Chris Farley, like standing by your exercise bike. You can do it. You got this. <laughs> <laughs> if we could get a, yeah, if we could get that on the Peloton, I would subscribe. There you go. Like if, if he was one of the trainers, I mean. So just bring him back from the dead, have one him record some sessions with Peloton and then, yeah, yeah that'd be awesome. I miss Chris Farley. So Ida likes to ride the Peloton too, and she's not big enough for it, but she is, uh, her feet can touch the pedals, but they can't reach all the way down. So she just kind of like kicks the pedal down and then catches it on the way back up. And so she has me put on a little video so she can do it to the music too. <laughs> it's pretty awesome. Cool. Yeah. Oh, I need to give an update about my, about the printing press. I know everybody's like waited. Oh, is waited there a, with a, bated breath, a printing breath press update? That. I thought, yeah, I didn't know there was news. So. Well, I mean, the news is I have given up on it. Sad I went trombone. down to Tacoma. I went down to Tacoma to see it and it worked and everything. And I just really got a sense for like how big and heavy it, it was going to be. <laughs> and uh, then I started, I measured it and I, I started actually trying to figure out how I would get it into my building because like, it's just my, my office is in the backyard. We're having our backyard redone soon, but right now it's just all bumpy and lumpy. And so it's like trying to like roll this thing. I would have to construct like a, a path out of plywood. I would have to build a ramp up to my, the doorway. Then to actually get it into the location where it's going to be, I would have to completely like dismantle all my shelving and then like reassemble it once I had put the thing in place. And so if I ever wanted to move it again, I would have to like completely take down all my shelving. I was just like, this is too much. Like, this is um, like, I can't, I can't justify this on it. Like I'm, I'm waking up early in the morning and not being able to get back to sleep. Cause I'm like, <laughs> how the hell am I going to like move this thing? It's, it's like, no, that's not a good hobby for me right now. It's too bad. Have, have you looked into typewriters? I mean, not quite the same thing. <laughs> I would get into typewriters though. Just like aside. I am looking would, into smaller into a smaller press. They have smaller like desktop ones that are a couple hundred pounds, not not like a thousand. And looking into that. Yeah. Wow. Sad, sad to hear it didn't work out, but uh, I'd love to get pictures yeah. of that mini one if you get the small one. That'd be kind of fun. Yeah. I just have to, I, I almost saw one this weekend, but somebody swooped in before me. And so now I'm just going to have to wait like six months until another one pops up. Cause like it's, they're not very, there's not a very liquid market. It's yeah. not like NFTs. Or I guess, I guess there is a liquid market. I guess, I guess they just kind of get sna snatched get up snatched. and then like, there's just not any of them. Do you still get to like, do you have to do like typesetting and stuff? 
Yeah, you do. Honestly. Like, there's a couple ways to do it. Like, you can do it the old school way where you have like the lead type and you like, you know, put it letter by letter and do like a composing stick and, and do all that. I probably wouldn't do that just because I'm not sure I have the, the time and patience. So there's an updated way to do it where you can, you know, send a PDF off and they'll make a, a, a plate for you mm. and it's plastic and then you just use that. So, yeah. And you can make them yourself too. It's just, you know, takes more equipment and more, you yeah. know, know how and work and stuff. You could get like a specialized 3D printer to like print your plates for you. People do use like a, a Glowforge, like a, a laser cutter. Cool. Or a laser engraver. That's a fun hobby. That sounds that sounds like fun. Oh, yeah. Oh, well, I, I went down the rabbit hole of reading all about laser <laughs> engravers too. Like there's like this cheap one from China that you can get for like 200 bucks. And then like it's apparently got good internals, but like you really have to soup it up. And so, like, that's some people's whole personalities. They just do that. Nice. Before we get off the topic of uh, paper and <laughs> things that <laughs> interface with paper, I, like, ordered something off of Amazon that I was, like, I don't know why I was, like, this excited about it arriving. Like, maybe I'm just, like, like my, you know, I'm extremely bored and needed something to look forward to. But, like... Amazon Basics paper shredder sharpening and lubricant lubricant sheets. Can I get all? I, I'm not going to say that again. I hope you like got that. I did not know that this existed though, because like I have, a, I have like a paper shredder. It's like a cheap, you know, a cheap one. But like I never like I never oil it because I don't like just the I don't know how. <laughs> okay, <laughs> like just the thought of like getting a like a bottle of oil or something and like trying to like dump it. Like I just I don't know. So I like was like trying to figure out like, how do you oil these things? And it turns out they make sheets of paper that have the oil like in them and you just run them through the shredder. And I, I didn't know, like maybe everyone knows this. It's I did not made. know this was a thing. Uh, and I mean, it's like the perfect, it's like the perfect lubricant solution for your shredder. <laughs> Cause you just, you know, it's like shredding a piece of paper, which is fun in and of itself. Like who doesn't like shredding paper? So pro tip. You don't need... Don't, don't a, keep us waiting. How do they work? My shredder might be too far gone from the lack of oiling, but I'm, oh, I'm going to like no. wait and see. <laughs> oh, no. We'll wait and see. Okay. Luckily, I did get the cheap one. So now that I'm like an expert on shredder maintenance, my next shredder, maybe I'll, you know, even upgrade or something. I bought an Amazon <laughs> Basics shredder that is, it's a, it's a fairly big one for home use, but it's, it's Amazon Basics and it's actually really good. Nice. But, but does it cross cut? Because that's the key feature right there. Got to have. Uh, the I I think it cross cuts. Yeah. See, mine mine's a cheapo one that just does strips, and that's. I, mean, I that's think mine's boring, the strips. Right? Yeah. Yeah. Got to have the cross cut. Yeah. Yeah. I can always glue the strips back together. Right. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. I was a little disturbed to find out though. My my local trash and recycling facility, our city request that you not put shredded paper in the recycle. I don't know why they can't handle uh, shredded paper, but yeah. So if, if all the stuff that I shred has to go in the trash, which seems kind of wrong, you know, it's like, it's paper it goes in recycle. Right. But that's because I'm pretty sure recycling is a big scam and none of it actually works like you think it does. Cause like Kaylin, like Kaylin knows all about recycling and I am constantly trying to like be a good person and recycle things. And she's like, no, that's not recyclable. You can't like that's going to actually like that's going to like make the recycling people mad because like they have to sort through this and like, you know, take it out before they can actually like repurpose. So 
yeah, it seems like there's relatively little that is actually recyclable, at least in my experience so far. We subscribe to an additional recycling service, Redwell. And yeah, so they like you can't recycle just in normal city recycling. You can't put like plastic bags or any sort of like plastic film stuff. Right. So like they take that and like they'll take like fabric stuff like clothes and like batteries and light bulbs. And and they have like a rotating category where once every three months or whatever, it's like you can put your old like electronic devices in there and they'll like, you know, have those recycled. And, oh, that's cool. Or whatever. Yeah. Yeah. It's pretty nice. Yeah. Because I, I mean, everything I hear lately about like just normal recycling just is depressing. Like it's like, I don't know. I hear like, you know, half the recycling isn't even like being taken care of, taken care of, yeah, you know, just like, gets, like they're like shipping it to stuff. other countries like or burying it in landfills anyways. It just, it's like kind of sad. It doesn't make me want to recycle. See, maybe, maybe my municipality then is forward looking because they know they're just going to put it in the landfill. So they're just saving a step, right? Yeah, just put it in the trash because we're going to put it in the trash anyway. <laughs> right. Yeah. So I you bet. can. They actually did that. Like for uh, styrofoam, we used to have a regular styrofoam collection event. Like every month you could go down to city hall and you could dump your old styrofoam and they would take care of it. And now they're like, you know what? We just can't even cost effectively handle styrofoam anymore. So don't even, it's not even worth driving down to the city hall to drop it off. Just put it in your trash. It's like, oh, that's so uh, sad. Yeah. Oh yeah. Well, the, the uh, Ribble also does styrofoam. Oh, like it's, that's cool. It's not included in the base like price, but they give you a big bag and they're like, okay, whenever you're done with filling up this giant bag, like it'll cost, I don't know, five or $10 to recycle it. Hmm. Okay, Check well, we got to remember, put it in the show notes because yep. I'm going to look at it too. Okay, sure, but, I will. I mean, it does seem like I'd rather the city, like if the city like legitimately can't handle it and they're just like secretly like just trashing it anyway, it's like it's better just to acknowledge the problem so that a real solution hopefully can, you know, like maybe like something like this, like people can start to, you know, pay extra for it or or whatever but like it just seems like ignore like just pretending like just just so everyone can feel good like you know just keep the people you know let them feel like they're recycling <laughs> when they're not does not seem like a solution that's going to like solve any problems but you know what's what's free to recycle the bits that you send to honey badger we recycle those things all day long you send us those those api bits and they get efficiently recycled right away Mm -hmm. I thought y'all were going to um, recycle those into NFTs. <laughs> oh, yes. We don't, don't, uh, can't spill the beans yet. Yeah. That's we, like, haven't, we haven't minted our badges. Everyone, yet. our new business strategy. <laughs> I think I already, I put that on Twitter already that we're pivoting into crypto. Air tracking is of going course. to be a side business. Yes. <laughs> it might confuse people. There's already like a, a honey badger coin or something out there. I yeah. Don't know. And there's also like multiple badger NFTs, by the way. So yeah, we're just a little too late. Not there's like a brave badgers, one. brave badgers on Solana. I think is one. Yeah, put that in the show notes. Make sure people check so, it out. Not officially yeah. endorsed by honey badger, but still cool. You know, I think we should put out our own line of pogs. <laughs> <laughs> yes. Surprise pogs aren't like. So someone's rolling an NFT for Pogs, to be honest. Those are making a comeback, I hear. Yeah. Well, if we're gonna if we're gonna go retro, like let's go all the way retro. Let's skip the whole collectible card stuff and go straight to playing cards. Right? We can have oh, a deck of fifty two cards? cards with fifty two different badgers on them. Yeah. Oh, I thought you were gonna say tulip bulbs or something. <laughs> tulip bulbs. <laughs> That'd yeah, be awesome totally. too. Ben, I'm curious. Have you learned anything about uh, crypto or NFTs lately? Yeah. 
you know, no, I haven't really. I, I've been yeah. I've been watching people in my Twitter feed, and it's it's funny. There's this there's this arc that I see. Like their first tweet is like, "What is this crypto stuff?" And then their next tweet is like, "This crypto stuff is crazy." And then a little bit later, there's another tweet. It's like, "I'm going to look into this crypto stuff because I want to understand it." And then a little bit later, there's a, "Hey, check out this NFT I just bought." And then a little yeah. bit later, their final tweet is like, "Here, come join this Discord community and get into my mint." And like, and they have a new Twitter avatar that has yeah, yeah, like totally. laser eyes. <laughs> exactly. It's, yeah. <laughs> I, yeah. It's kind of it's crazy. So so I've like I've seen this again and again and again. I'm like, okay, I'm now I'm afraid. I don't want to investigate the NFTs because <laughs> like, I might what become if it's laser good? eyes. <laughs> So are, are, I'm going to get so much hate over this, but are, are NFTs just like MLM for like tech bros? <laughs> yes, totally they are. Potentially. <laughs> That's like, I've got, I've like, I'll just sell my um, essential, I've got my Scentsy over here, my essential oils. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> it's like well, I mean, like NFT. technically, I think you probably could code a MLM on Ethereum. So I'm sure it's already been done, but maybe that, you know, maybe, maybe we should just go for it. Not just go full full villain. Yeah. That's it, everybody. You heard it. We're going full villain now. <laughs> Crypto villain. Yeah, I I've checked it out as well a little bit. I bought a NFT on Solana just to see. And actually I did not follow the pattern that you you described to Ben, but I also did not let myself do this publicly, which I think is a big key. Like you people know, like you can create anonymous identities on the internet, it's still possible. And then you can go explore, you know, like NFTs or whatever. And you don't have to like have laser eyes on your main Twitter profile. But, you know, I went and looked at it and I'm still, I'm like still learning. I'm like, you know, I'm trying to update my, my view of the whole crypto scene is a little bit, you know, a little bit dated. Like I checked it out, like after Bitcoin got, you know, was starting to get popular and stuff, read some white papers, but I think it's, I mean, it's, you know, it's not going away regardless. So it's good to keep your view current at least, but I am not, uh, you know, bought into, I haven't aped in as the kids say. <laughs> well, I mean, back to the tulips, I think I'll just wait until the tulip crash happens. Right. And then mm -hmm. I'll go buy some nice tulips. Right. You, know, you do that. Yeah. That's the, that's the cycle. I mean, you yeah. know, you know, that's, it's going to happen. That happens like in every, every, it seems like every new application of blockchain that you know comes out that goes through the same like boom and bust cycle um and then levels out to a you know fairly regular boom and bust cycle <laughs> i mean you know confessional here but i'm actually a laggard when it comes to tech stuff like i'm pretty late on the adoption curve for a lot of things like you know my car is pretty old <laughs> my tv is kind of old you know i'm not really it's like, true yeah. Yeah. That's just kind of, it's kind of weird. I'm in the tech world, but like, I don't really jump in on things like that. I'll just wait. That's pretty normal, right? There's like, I don't know, there's, I saw some, I forget where I saw somebody say it was like, there's two types of tech people. One has the newest of everything all the time. And the other one is like still working on like a, a 286 PC. Yeah. Or whatever. Totally. It's like, I, yeah. I don't know about y'all, but like, I don't really know a lot of like tech people who have like, like voice assistants in their home. Mm, yeah stuff like as that. much as like, like the consumer or not. more just it's regular just like, consumers yeah that's because we know <laughs> it's, it's like yeah it's, it's like, like i i write software i know how bad it is <laughs> yeah yeah that's why i don't like having them so i don't trust i don't trust software <laughs> but i don't know like 
the block, the whole blockchain thing, like I, you know, I kind of get the, like the future application argument. Like there's something here. Like, I think it is inch, like the idea of having like very easy, like making contracts easier, for instance, or giving software the ability, like making it easier to write applications that are built on like contracts or, or even like financial applications, like the whole idea of like, like code being able to hold its own, its own actual currency or money, because it's like, you know, it's just bits like that is interesting. I don't know, you know, I'm not enough of a futurist to be able to like see the future where, you know, that's like ubiquitous, but like, I can see that aspect of it. It's interesting, but like the whole, like, yeah, I'm not like, collecting a bunch of nfts in the meantime yeah i think smart contracts the idea is interesting i think the stuff that's being loosely called web3 i think that yeah. kind of stuff is interesting but the but the whole i'm gonna buy a smart contract thing that represents a jpeg and then i'm gonna hold on to it and it's gonna be worth a million bucks uh, that part of it is like doesn't really appeal to me. Yeah, I guess I'm just not yeah. a speculator. Well, you're also not an art. It. You're not like an art collector either. I would assume. Like that's true. I don't think you have a house full of priceless I art. I would. I that would be my guess. I mean, <laughs> I don't want to like, yeah, like over assume. <laughs> but I mean, like, I think that's the kind of person that this would. This definitely like appeals more to, like the collector. And I'm I'm also not a collector, so I do. Have that's one, fine. I do have one piece of art in my house. So I'm not a complete, you know, rube, but, but yeah, I'm not, I'm not a collector. <laughs> yeah. Like I'm thinking about how like Bitcoin and stuff has been around and, you know, blockchain has been around for over a decade at this point. Right. And like still now, like it, it looks a lot, I don't know, to me, just from the outside, it looks very similar to what it did back then. It's like a bunch of people very excited about it. And what it means in this kind of like vague way that like seems like, you know, it'll pan out in the future, but we're not quite sure how yet. And I'm wondering if the thing that like blockchain is actually successful at is in being very like evocative to a certain type of person, making a certain type of, you know, developer or tech person like feel a certain way. Like, I wonder if that's the, the main success of blockchain, because that seems to be like mostly what I'm seeing is like a bunch of people, you know, excited, a bunch of people, I don't know, like, like wanting to discuss the future of things and, you know, being smart about it. And it's like, I wonder if that that process is the whole reason that it's stuck around. I don't know. I don't know. It's good. Good point. There's definitely some interesting stuff out there and some very i mean like i think it's undeniable that there are some very smart people that have thought all this stuff up like yeah but yeah i, I don't know you're right it's it's been around a lot like the it seems like the adoption curve is much longer on this one if if it is going to be the you know the next big thing i don't know this i don't know it'll be interesting but i figure in the meantime like keeping keeping an eye let's just try to learn more about it but i'm not really the i try to avoid situations where i just like dive in and become a like true believer so i'm learning from afar i'll just go buy some gme that'll, that'll get my oh there you go to fix <laughs> i don't know i'm just gonna go for amc myself <laughs> i like the movies like the movies have been around forever well confession time i actually bought some amc so oh, yeah. yeah when the whole gme thing was going crazy and amc got part of it i went and bought some amc because i'm like you know what <laughs> 
thinking about it. It's like, I wasn't really interested in the meme stock thing, but I was thinking, okay, pandemic's going to go away some point, right? People are going to get back out. They're going to go to movies again, right? It's going to be. And uh, I'm actually, I think I'm doing pretty good on the whole AMC purchase. We'll see how it goes. Pandemic didn't end yet, but I can still cross yeah. my fingers. As a futurist, I do expect more things to become memefied. So if you can like predict those trends, then go, you know, get in early because everything's going to be a meme on the blockchain eventually. It's a good thing our business was based on a meme. Now we're, we're, <laughs> we're totally with it. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right. We're finally with it <laughs> on the whole meme thing. <laughs> well, as a presentist, I think you should just enjoy it while you can. You mean all the memes or? I don't really know. I just okay. want to, like, it, it seemed like a pithy thing to say. <laughs> it's apropos. Yeah. Yeah. I think we actually discussed like nothing related to the business this time. And that is, you know, that's, that's moving forward. This is our Seinfeld episode. It's the episode. Yeah. Of Speaking of Seinfeld, <laughs> we finished the last, the final episode of Seinfeld yet like a couple nights ago. Cause we've been like, Kayla and I have been like going through it like for I, like years at this point, like just slowly, like, cause it's not every night you want to watch Seinfeld. Like it's, it's gotta be that's like true. a Seinfeld night. So we finally, like, we didn't realize we were like at the end and it was kind of a, it was a little bittersweet moment, kind of oh like God, at the I end of real, imagine. at the end of real Seinfeld or, you know, like oh no. when it aired. And you just heard that Green Day song start swelling. <laughs> right. You know, it's like, it's something <laughs> time of your life. I know. Oh. <laughs> so enjoy it while you can. You've been listening to Founder Quest. If you want to give us a review, go to, you know, wherever you do that and do that. I don't know. I've never given a podcast a review, to be honest. I don't know how you do it. So I may just be sending y'all out to not, nowhere. And yeah, if you're interested in writing for us, we are, you know, usually looking for authors and stuff for a blog. Um, check out honeybadger.io forward slash blog and look for the Write For Us link and learn all about all about that. And we will see you next week. Founder Quest is a weekly podcast by the founders of Honey Badger. Zero instrumentation, 360-degree coverage of errors, outages, and service degradations for your web apps. If you have a web app, you need it. Available at honeybadger.io. Want more from the founders? Go to founderquestpodcast.com. That's one word, where you can access our huge back catalog of episodes. Founder Quest is available on iTunes, Spotify, and other purveyors of fine podcasts. We'll see you next week.